Bro, I really think I can hit any bitch. How could you say that? How could you have that mentality? That's Why is it so hard to get some hair from your bitch? It's easier to get hair from a brand new bitch. Unrelatable. Yo bitch. <laughs> you can't have no expectations if that's if you looking for this, but you fucking with niggas who not looking for that. That nigga gotta be on the same type of time you own for you to get exactly what you want. So what you bring to the table? If you don't bring shit to the table, nigga, you better sweep my motherfucking wax the flows on the way to that bitch. Alright, man. Things I learned in therapy part two. Um, I never thought that my relationship with my mom hindered me in life, especially when it comes to women. Like people always say, like, if you have a bad relationship with your mom, then you're going to hate women. You know, like when, when guys like beat girls and stuff like that, they must be like, oh, he must not have a good relationship with his mom. He must hate his mom, whatever the case may be. And that just wasn't a reality for me. You know what I'm saying? I had long term relationships. I've been in three, four year relationships in my adult life. And, um, I never had those type of issues of like treating women really bad. I mean, outside of cheating, right? Which is which is bad. You know, that's that causes a lot of emotional stress and shit like that. But I never been like, you know, the physical shit, the the verbal abuse and all that. Like that's never really been a thing for me. I always been romantic and things like that. So I just thought those situations were completely separate. Like, what's going on with my mom and the women I date? Completely separate. No, you know, no smoke. What I ended up realizing um, through therapy, I was dealing with a chick while I was in therapy, and um, the chick wasn't, she wasn't really moving right. You know what I'm saying? We had some issues, and she was doing things that made me feel like I wasn't being loved properly. I wasn't being like, you know, I just, I just wasn't feeling the relationship the way it was. I just felt like it wasn't going the way it was supposed to go for a lot of different reasons. You know what I'm saying? Like, and um, I felt like she didn't love me. That's what it all equated to for me. Like, I felt like I wasn't being loved in a situation. Her words were not matching her actions at all to me. And I told my therapist about it. And my therapist starts to ask me questions like, okay, do you do you talk to her about it? I'm like, yeah, of course I talk to her about it. And she's like, well, what did she say? And I was like, well, she explained her actions. She said this, she said that, da, da, da. And she's like, well, what do you think about those answers? I was like, I think they're bullshit. And she's like, well, why do you think they bullshit, Terry? I'm just like, man, I, I don't know. She's like, well, they sound logical to you? I'm like, they sound logical, but I still, like, I'm, I'm not trying to hear that shit. If you love somebody, then it just wouldn't be that, and that's the bottom line. And whatever her explanations is, is, is just some bullshit, because if you love me, you wouldn't, you wouldn't move like this. And my therapist kind of broke it down, like, man, listen. You can't equate her making mistakes or not loving you properly to her not loving you, because if she didn't love you, would she do this? Would she do that? And she started just naming some of the things that have gone on in my relationships that are signs of love. Like, you know what I'm saying? Signs that you really care about somebody. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's true. She did do all that, but we can't ignore the the other shit that's making me feel the way I feel. And she's like, yeah, that, that might be a thing, but you can't equate that to her not loving you. And the real issue is that your mom didn't love you properly and your mom made you feel like you didn't love, like she didn't love you. And you never got an explanation for why your mom might not have loved you. And you've always wondered, why is it that way? And when you get into these situations with your girlfriend or whatever woman you're dating, and they make you feel like they don't love you, you revert back to that childhood trauma and you wonder why. 
and none of those answers from that woman that you're dating can suffice. And the reason why is because you need the answer from the person who started that trauma. You're really looking for the reason why your mother didn't love you. You think you're arguing with your girlfriend, but you're really arguing with your mother through your girlfriend. And the thing about it is that your girlfriend would never be able to answer those questions. So you need to figure that out. And I also I also um, had situations with um, just other people in general, friendships, and so, sometimes even relationships with not having a tight relationship with my mom. Because I don't have real a tight relationship with my father either. Um, it's better than me and my mom relationship, but it's not tight. You know, I need to work on all of that. But basically, uh, and it, my, my parents are married. They live together. Um, I was the only child, grew up with. Um, in the house with well my younger years I grew up in the house with my grandma and all my cousins and stuff but um, at about like 11 years old it was just me and my parents you know what I'm saying and um married couple one kid all of that it was, it was a lot of dysfunction between those two me and my dad was tight um my mom decided to kick me out when I was 17 my dad kind of took her side and that was kind of the 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 turning point of me and my dad's relationship, me and my mom's relationship was always bad for as long as I can remember. Um, but I always would be jealous of people who had tight bonds with their mother specifically. Because me and my dad had a tight bond, so I knew what that felt like. But I never knew what the mother-son bond felt like. Uh, when people just be like, I don't care. You know, I can see people mom do the craziest shit to them or in general. And they be like, well, that's my mom at the end of the day. Like, I'm a ride with my mom. Or I'm going to forgive my mom. I'm going to love my mom regardless. And I just was like, I don't get That bond seems so strong, but I don't have it, so I don't understand it. I would love to understand it, but I don't. You know, uh, parent-teacher, I mean, parent uh, weekend in college, I would be so jealous of, like, my friends' relationship with their mom. They would just, and I got friends that's, like, super, all my friends are super tight with their moms. All my homies super love their moms and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? And um, even to the point they'd call their mom and ask their mom for relationship advice. It's like, damn, I wish I could do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I I don't have that relationship. And what it all boiled down to is that I would put the responsibility on people to be my go-to person. I'm the go-to person for a lot of people. So I would put the responsibility on certain people to be my go-to person by expecting that I can call them whenever and tell them what I'm going through, what I got going on. And we all need people like that in our life. But for me, it's usually been the women that I date. Now, the problem with that, obviously, is that the circumstances are, you know, when we stop dating, that this relationship, this bond, this me being able to call you for whatever, that might change. So even though we have this bond and this, it, it feels real, it's really circumstantial. It's really based on whether we're together and whether you meet somebody else, right? So with all the women I dated, even after we broke up, we've always maintained a bond of... I can still call you. You can still call me for anything. It was still like a, a, a valuable friendship there until they would start to date somebody else. Cause like now it's not appropriate for me to, you know, call you at three o'clock in the afternoon because I just saw somebody slipping some ice at the gas station or some shit. Like, it's like, you got a whole boyfriend now. That's, that's not really the way. So when those relationships break, I would be frustrated or disgruntled. Cause like I lost my person, you know what I'm saying? Cause like if our whole relationship is circumstantial, but you're my go-to person, when you move on, what does that leave me? You know what I'm saying? It kind of leave me high and dry. And that's happened a few times with me. Now, even, even with friendships, friendships could change and I lose that person. Now, with most people, a lot of people at least, 
they have that connection of their go-to person if all less fails with their parents, with their dad, with their mom. Most people with their mom. You know what I'm saying? Like if they into it with their best friend or they they lose their boyfriend or whatever, they can call their mom. A lot of people talk to their mom every day. And so it's like I'm putting a responsibility on people to be my go-to person because I don't have that relationship with my mom or with my parents. You know what I'm saying? But it's like they don't owe me that. You know? And I think like those two factors of me not having that tight bond with my mom, like, you know, not being properly loved by a woman and trying to look for those answers through, you know, a woman and um the other factor of, you know, me trying to hold on to relationships that are circumstantial. I think all of that came from me not having a tight relationship with my mom. Those are all things I learned through therapy. So um again, like I always say, therapy is for everybody. I suggest everybody go get some. And it'll uncover a lot of things that you don't know is a problem. Like you might you might have got to the root issue of something in your life, but roots go deep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So the root that you might have touched is only on the surface. It's only the tip of the root or the tip of the iceberg. You know what I'm saying? Like the shit gets way deeper than you would ever think. And like that's the thing I love about therapy is that you know, those first two months of therapy seem kind of boring. It's just like, okay, you're just asking me about shit that don't got nothing to do with what I wanted to talk to you about. Because even with therapy for me, like, I I went in therapy for infidelity. I'm like, man, I can't stop cheating on women. Like, what's wrong with me? And the first two months, we spent talking about my childhood and this and that. And I'm just like, bro, this don't have nothing to do with nothing. And long and behold, eight months in, she's drawing a connection from something I told her six months ago. And putting it all together for me. And I'm like, damn. You know what I'm saying? And like most people don't make it to eight months in therapy because the first two months are so like seem so trivial and you know, like this don't have nothing to do with nothing. Or they don't get any immediate, you know, gratification out of it. So they quit. But, you know, I stuck in there. I had a great therapist. I have a great therapist, um, Diana Jean Lewis, shout out to her, Chicago. Um, and and she she just made it to where it was interesting enough for me to stay, and I knew I really needed it, so I stayed. But the connection she was able to draw from my childhood, from this to that, is stuff that I would never, I probably would have never uncovered these things on my own. And um, even if you don't go through the whole healing process of it, just being aware of it is so helpful. It's so helpful because, you know, now that I know where a lot of these things came from, I can try to go uh, remedy the relationship with my parents or my mom, or I can try to go you know, remedy some of the other things that I figured out uh, through therapy. And whether I get there all the way or not, you know, that's one thing, but being aware of it, it, it makes it makes it a lot easier to cope and deal with different things that happen in life. So again, therapy is for everybody. Appreciate y'all for listening, man. Stay tuned for what I, things I learned in therapy, part three. It's amazing the one excuses for a nigga not to get it. If you a nigga looking for excuses, you always be able to find them. But over here, that shit is unacceptable. I always felt like I could do anything. If the vision is clear, the work is easy. I might have thought it was going to take an hour and it took a week. I hustle for my last name. I don't hustle for my first. I'm either going to make it or I'm not. And when I, if I don't, it, I can't sit back and point the finger at nobody. Words is powerful. You can really impact people. They do not understand who I am. They, didn't, they will not understand until after I'm gone. Would you rather be at war with yourself and at peace with the world 
or at peace with yourself in that war with the world.